Hello, everyone. I'm going to do a joint episode of sex where it also includes religion at the end. So this is the best way I can include talking about both episodes, talk about those episodes in in one episode. So there's the sexual visual learning style, the sexual oral learning style, A-U-R-A-L. There's the sexual verbal learning style. There's the sexual physical learning style. There's the sexual logical learning style. There's the sexual social learning style. There's the sexual solitary learning style. Then there's the sexual naturalistic learning style. So there's let's start with number one, the sexual, visual, spatial learning style. Now, of course, we look at our lovers as um, body language, gestures, facial expressions as indicators of us sexually pleasing them or sexually displeasing them. And so sex has sight where we also watch them talk. We also watch them make noise. And sometimes the noise and the talking can be vague if y'all don't have a positive rapport with each other because faking anything, even pleasure or ecstasy in terms of the excitement being conveyed that can be um, damaging brutally to the sexual self-esteem and your sexual sense of self and your sexual sense of a um, wholesome performance even though sex is not um, based on performance it's based on a community activity it could be a two-person community activity. It could be a group community activity because you got more than one person. So sex is communal. Um, it's a form of common unity. And a lot of times with visuals, even body language and gestures, facial expressions and noises and words can be misread. And if you once you recognize this will happen, make amends. And then do what is being stated for you to do, even recommendations and su- recommendations, suggestions, so you could be a healthy lover. Right? So you ha- when it comes to sex, you have to have good spatial awareness and good sense of direction. You have to be able to properly visualize. Um, sensible sexual outcomes and uh, sensible sexual plans and and, um, sensible sexual subjectives and objectives. Um, When it comes to sex, you have to clearly process the information well. And you have to um, make sure that what you're seeing is truthful and not a falsity. Keep falsities out of the sex and keep truthfulness within the sex. 
And you have to give each other positive images so to help each other process the information correctly. You have to first see what you're expecting and what you're in the expected knowledge has to make sense. All makes sense sexually. And you also need to map out the sexual thoughts appropriately in order to process the sexual mapping with um, clearness. And make sure you have a good balance as well when it comes to sex. That's really needed. And the pictures and images and mind maps that you give each other sexually can help you both be um, sexual visual learners. Well, sexual visual learners. And that can also include um, getting each other to do certain things sexually as long as it's all enthusiastically consenting, enthusiastically equal, enthusiastically respecting, enthusiastically trustworthy, enthusiastically safe, then you can physically harmlessly maneuver each other, do things sexually. And um, you have to be able to not have sex with each other in the sense of, oh my God, I'm a fuck as if I never fuck again. I'm a suck as if I never suck again. No, 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 no. That shit you see in mainstream porn, don't do. Um... Look at you can marvel at the person, but still be sexually present, sexually mindful. Be sexually present in the sexual moments. That's what needs to be happening. Okay, number two, you can have auditory musical oral, like sex. Be sexually oral. Be sexually auditory musical. Um, I'm gonna put this in my own words. Right, so. Sexual oral learning is used to classify those who respond primarily to sexual sound and sexual speech. Unsurprisingly, many sex workers are sexual oral learners. Just like people in real life. Sexual auditory learners generally remember what their partner says and they readily participate with each other during their sexual sessions. These are individuals who respond best to things such as sexual binaural beats, meaning the sexual acts, sexual activities all are doing together. Think, think about that. So the sexual oral learners find that certain sexual music invokes strong sexual emotions, right? So sexual oral learners are people who enjoy listening to sexual music in the background while sexually learning each other. And when it comes to sex, you have to have a good sense of sexual pitch and sexual rhythm. And you have to be skilled sexually at sexual oral reports and sexual session presentations and you have to be able to work through complex sexual problems 
by sexually talking them out loud. For example, a sexual song that helps you remember the alphabetical order of all the sexual states or alphabetical sexual order is a way to tap to sexual oral learning styles. You are a sexual oral learner if you prefer sexually learning through sexual rhythms or tend to use sexual clever rhymes to remember sexual some things. <laughs> and so here's what I want to say in regards to that. Sometimes during sex you mishear. But you but remember like I said, sex was a multitasker. So you have to listen sexually well and also ask for clarification. Like if you're being told to do a sexual act or sexual activity while you're doing a sex position, ask how many times you want me to do this. Ask, is this for every position we do or is it for one or multiple positions, not all positions? Always ask. And don't be one of those people in mainstream porn that you see a particular body part go, ooh, look at that, fill in the blank body part. You can insert whatever yours is, but you don't engage in it or you do it too fast or you do it too hard or you barely do it or you do it so fast and then go back to the jackhammering. No, don't treat sex that way. That's not it. And also I've noticed in mainstream porn that in the intro, they'll talk about asking the woman what her sexual likes and dislikes are. They'll do some of them or multiple of them or just one of them, or they will only say something give a command if the woman screams or actually says something but as long as she doesn't say anything they don't which i've always found to be weird and i've also seen a mainstream point where they will um the woman will ask do you like a sexual question do you like what i'm doing to you when it comes to this and that or the guy will quickly respond real fast like Hell yeah, fuck yeah, da 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 da, right? Or the guy will just keep jackhammering ways and she's screaming louder for him to talk and he jackhammers faster. And I'm like, well, you can penetrate, but still answer the question because a lot of guys don't understand the art of sexual conversation. If you can't talk and fuck, just say that. If you can't talk and suck, just say that. And if you can't even engage in sexual small talk while being sexual, then just say that. You know, sometimes the guy will only ask a sexual question if the woman does. For example, do you like how this feels? Well, do you like how that feels? And of course, it's much more crass than that. But I'm just saying that a lot of times I've also seen this. The woman will give a guy a sexual command and he will state her sexual command in the form of a question, whether it's exclamation point or he doesn't know. 
or sometime and the woman will um keep mentioning that command and he'll keep doing it but when she stops telling him to do it he'll stop doing it and just jackhammer or he'll do it in another position as the porn video is ending which I've always found to be weird um and a lot of times with sex there's so much going through one's head it's okay to admit I need to slow down I need to be honest about myself sexually and just say hey I can I need to not I I need to be into it but not so into it that I'm missing sexual cues in the form of gestures sexual cues in the form of words sexual cues in the form of tone of voice sexual cues in the form of I'm trying to get you to do this sexually or sexual cues in the form of if I have to keep telling you to do this sexually then just do it and I won't have to keep telling you just keep it in your memory because a lot of times guys have a poor sex memory in terms of what she's having him to do whether it's she's stating it or physically making him do it and then another times it's like when it comes to sex you should talk about it before during and after but always make sure you remember what you're being told because sometimes with the sex it could be difficult to act out everything you remember but remember the basics of what they like sexually and maybe during the sex, they may figure out, hey, I may like it more than I think, or I may like it less than I thought, or I may not like it at all. Wow, I thought I wasn't, I thought when we tried it, I wasn't going to like it, but I actually did. So those are things to talk about before, during, after. Sex is a constant conversation because, you know, boundaries change and there's ebb and flows that change. And so sexual boundaries, sexual ebb and flows may change. So be open to sexually learning each other sexually growing from each other it's actually evolving i think with sex you should always be constantly sexually evolving sexually learning sexually growing so you never stay sexually stagnant and a lot of times with a lot of guys when a woman commands a man to do something sexually he gets mad you don't tell me what to do i've seen that bullshit in mainstream porn it's fucked up it's just assholes being assholes no pun intended and um it's just like a lot of times they're too commanding they give too many commands a lot of times all right you know i've seen this get on top but she's still sucking and looking at him and just sucking and sucking away they say all right suck it spit on it and then get on top it's like first of all That makes the sex completely unnatural, (laughs) completely lacking being organic and completely lacking the smoothness and the soothingness because you should always have a partner who, when you want to do something, they just naturally ease their way into it and porn it often doesn't happen. Or if she wanted it a little more or she may suck more than you want it. Or suck less than you want. It's like, y'all had to talk those things out. Because a lot of times, guys allow the orgasm. They go, now I want to do this. Now I want to do that. I'm like, but you're doing it too fast. And with women, I notice in mainstream porn, they never really... um, They don't give enough commands. 
And when they do, they give too many commands like the guys. And it's like with... um, It's like they want to show off the woman. And they do. And they... And these misogynistic scripts that they just say, even though it's unscripted, that scripts they write in their head and they say it, and it's like, um, it didn't need that didn't need to be said. The difference between dirty talk and derogatory talk, okay? And mainstream porn derogatory talk is like, oh, that's dirty talk. But the way you're doing it, you're actually commodifying, objectifying. The per the person's bodily bo- bodies, bodily autonomy, bodily integrity, and it's it's all fucked up. And then I notice another thing before I get to the next learning style is um, a lot of times with guys in that world, the cameraman they have the the cameraman's penis being sucked off, right? And the cameraman would say, "I want to get in action." So a lot of times they do, most of the times they don't. And it's like, if the cameraman mentions a particular body part, then the guy will do something sexual to that body part. And it makes me think, did you do that because you wanted to? Or did you do that because your homeboy with the camera mentioned her front or back, as they say in that world? I'm just being honest about that world. And so it makes me think, did you, do you only, did you go, okay, I heard it, so I got to do something. Or were you going to do it and tell yourself that regardless of what your homie said with the camera, the cameraman? That's always been weird to me. Now, let me commence. Sexual um, linguistics. Learning style. Sexual verbal learners learn best through the sexual words they hear. Typically, they love both sexual written and sexual spoken word, excelling in both sexually. These sexual learners often often go into sexual public speaking, sexual writing, sexual journalism, and sexual debating. Not arguing, but sexual debating to grow, learn, evolve. Sexually is one of the ways that they learn and grow, evolve sexually. Sexual verbal learners tend to flourish in sexual reading and sexual writing activities. They ask sexual questions and have an excellent sexual verbal expression. Often sexually gifted at learning new sexual languages. They have a sexually large vocabulary and they enjoy learning sexual new words. And they dislike passive aggressive sexual silence and they enjoy participating in sexual study groups. For example, sec- um, reading sexual definitions of a sexual word out loud or, or writing or, or writing them down the many times they do are ways for sexual learners to sexually process sexual information. Um, And the verbal expressions should always be flirty talk or dirty talk that is free of dehumanization and demonization.
You are a sexual verbal learner if you need to read sexual content out loud to learn sexual some things or prefer to have your part or prefer to have someone you trust explain it or especially for your partners to explain it to you so you can sexually process it right or you're writing down sexual words and terms sexual terms too so those are things that people have to um keep in mind Okay, number four, sexual, physical, kinesthetic learners. If you are a partner who likes getting their hands dirty, pun intended, then you are likely a sexual, physical learner. Sexual, physical learners are sexually animated, and they learn best by going through the sexual motions of what they're learning without being in a hurry, without exasperation without irritation, without rage, without melancholic depression, without super exhaustion. So going through the motions in this sense is not the bad type, but it's the sexual flowetry and the sexual poetry of what you all are thinking, doing, saying, and feeling concerning each other and selves. So sexual physical learners have sexual high levels of sexual energy. They they notice and appreciate the physicality of each other and the environments around each other, such as sexual textures and the fleshly textures of each other, right? So they enjoy the sexual sport that they are playing on the same team for. And sex is their sexercise, along with sexually outdoor activities. And you're sexually working with each other's hands when it comes to each other's frames, right? And so they have a sexually excellent motor memory, can duplicate sexual somethings after doing it once. They perform well in sexual art and sexual drama. We're not talking about tabloid drama, nor, nor high school, college drama. We're not talking about that. We're talking about being sexually dramatic and all in a wholesome way and treating sex as an art form because it is. And sexually compliment each other, compliment each other's bodies without without self-objectification and without treating each other as dirt on a sidewalk. And so I also um, noticed that when I saw mainstream porn, that there was a sense of, all right, now that you've written me or I've bent you over from behind, 
quickly suck my dick. Let's get back in position. Sometimes they'll hurry up the woman. All right, hurry up, move faster, faster. Come on, da, 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 da. and I'm like, you don't have to treat sex like that. Take your time with everything you do sexually. Take your time. And that's why mainstream porn shop people take their time instead of, you know, being making misogynistic statements and misogynistic commands and misogynistic remarks. You know, during the whole time, like blasting the woman or constantly calling her out her name and um, being sexually bossy in a bad way or being sexually aggressive in a bad way or sexually making them do things in a bad way. Those are all rape culture symptoms and rape culture signs, okay? I noticed that and it's just upsetting to me. That's why I I am a ethical porn proponent. Okay. For example, if something sexually is bothering you or you're trying to wrap your head around a sexual concept, you would rather um sit down with each other and figure it out what the sexual dilemmas are or y'all can walk with each other sexually meaning go through the journey if you have to run through it sexually or walk through it sexually in terms of exploring with each other you could do it standing up or sitting down how or y'all can go for a walk or run and talk about sexually how things are supposed to go between y'all two You are a sexual physical learner if you don't learn something sexual until you do it sexually. You need in your mind or on sheets of paper, even the computer laptop or the phone, you need to sexually draw out your own sexual diagrams or sexual role play to learn new sexual information. You may be you may also be constantly in sexual motion and sexually speak with your hands. You can also sexually speak with your feet, with your knees, with your with your observations too, and you remark them out sexually. Sexual observations. Five. Your okay. Let's get to five. Your sexual logical mathematical learner. Most sexual logical thinkers ended up being pursuers of sexual sciences. They are good numerically when it comes to sex, so they're like sexual mathematicians. And they're also like sexual engineers, they're good at constructing and deconstructing. Um, what needs to happen sexually between themselves and their partners. They are the indiv- they are the partners or individuals who want to understand the sexual reasons behind them. And they tend to enjoy sexual games like sexual brain teasers, doing that. And also playing sexual chess, treating sex like a, like a fun chess game to play with a, be- with a best friend. You can treat sex like that. So sexual logical learners 
classify and group sexual information together to better understand it. They perform complex sexual calculations because as you learn and grow and evolve sexually, each time you have sex, whether it's on camera, off camera, porn star, or in your personal sexual life, that's how it's supposed to be, right? And sometimes sex gets more complex because interests change or people add more interest or people subtract more interest all these interests are sexual so it get more complex like sometimes they want to do certain things sexually with you when it comes to sometimes you're having sex and other times you're having sex they don't want to do it so it's like when do i do this when do i do that and you know people some lovers are more like whatever pops in my head i'm gonna just do it and some lovers are cool with that because well you know, all my likes will be honored, all my dislikes will be honored. In the world of porn, I'm going to do whatever pops in my mind. It tends to be of insensitive, desensitized, loving, and lovers. You should be a sensitized, sensitive, lover, loving, and lovers, okay? Whether you're a sex worker or not, whether you're a porn performer or not. So... You have... You can find sexual statistical studies more appealing than analyzing sexual literature or keep a sexual journal even though there's nothing wrong with sexual literature and sexual journals and keeping it you can plan wholesome sexual agendas and wholesome sexual itineraries and even rank and number them without treating and seeing human beings as pawns within games because human beings are not pawn shops human beings are not games to play you can play sexual games in non-tabloid type of ways, in wholesomeness kind of ways. So you could create sexual procedures for future use after coming up with a sexual solution to sexual problems. And you could also, if you need help, you could see sex coaches and sex therapists and sexologists for help too. It's okay. For example, those who prefer making neat and organized sexual lists while studying and extracting sexual key points from the material that you guys present that I'm sorry from the material that you that all sexual partners involve are typical that all you know and extracting sexual key points from the sexual material that you that all the sexual partners involved present to each other are typically sexual logical learners you are a sexual logical learner if you can learn sexual some things only when you understand the bigger sexual pictures along with the sexual logic sexual reasoning and sexual systems behind the sexual concepts so number two you have sexual social interpersonal learning style as name suggests sexual social learners are true people persons of the sexual kind. They often prefer direct sexual involvement with others in sexual group projects. They're stimulated by sexual dialogue and may seek out sexual feedback from sexual instructors each other. Hmm. However, they may not be sexually comfortable or perform sexually best when um, required to Um, work alone sexually or on self pay sexual projects meaning 
they may feel like, you know, yeah, I, I get some ideas through masturbation, but sexually, I'd rather have sex than, you know, fuck myself. Because that helps me sexually to better understand myself and whoever I'm with. And what they like. So, you have sexual social learners. They prefer to sexually socialize after sexual sessions or sexual work with each other. They may want to join or form a sexual study group outside of the sexual classrooms, if you catch my drift. And they enjoy playing sexual group sports or participating in sexual activities such as sexual speech, sexual drama, and sexual debate teams. Because sometimes people like to talk about, no, sex is this way, no, it's this way. And they learn and grow sexual sparring matches without crimes, without torment, okay? Without tabloid talk show shit, okay? And then they, they bounce sexual ideas off of others and each other. And they work through sexual issues in a sexual group. They list, They sexually listen well. And they are sexually good at resolving sexual conflicts. And they are often trusted by others and each other sexually for their sexually wise advice. For example, when sexual teachers assign sexual group projects, it's often a way to appeal to sexual social learners. You are a, social, you are a sexual social learner if... You prefer to sexually work with other people, partners, as an example, and they and and find you learn best in sexual groups. You know, sex and learn best in sexual groups. Uh, number seven. You have sexual solitary interpersonal learners. So sexual solitary learners are individuals who prefer to learn sex on their own. They're like, well, I'm better at just masturbating because, you know, when I masturbate, it's much easier to fuck the other person. Some people prefer to pleasure themselves when they pleasure another person. That happens too. They are sexually self-motivated and they're highly sexually independent. They favor a sexually quiet environment both in their personal and professional lives, including their academic lives too. Sexual solitary learners spend time on sexual self-analysis. They struggle in large sexual crowds and sexually noisy rooms. They have excellent sexual self-management skills. They sexually journal, sexually write, and sexually record personal sexual thoughts and sexual events as a way to improve. And they like to set sexual goals and make sexual plans. For example, someone who reads sexual self-help books and just sexual books to develop a deeper sexual understanding of themselves sexually is often a sexual solitary learner and you are a sexual solitary learner if you need to sit alone and study sexually by yourself in order to retain sexual information and lastly number eight you have sexually naturalistic learners in many ways like sexual kinesthetic learners a sexual naturalistic learner is the most recent addition to Gartner's theory, but they make it sexual. These individuals are sexually are more in tune with nature sexually. They use sexual elements and sexual patterns in the natural world to create sexual products and solve sexual problems. Sexually naturalistic learners, they 
categorize and catalog sexual information easily. They enjoy sexually exploring outdoors. They dislike learning sexually unfamiliar topics with no connection to nature within the erotic persuasion. They are interested in subjects such as sexual biology, sexual zoology, and sexual botany. And they notice even subtle sexual changes in their sexual environments. It happens. For example, it says you are a nat- you you are a sexually naturalistic learner if you like to sexually explore nature and spend time sexually outdoors, getting your hands dirty. Pun intended. Once again, um, for example. If you're someone who prefers reading erotic literature in a hammock or on a swing to a stuffy classroom and loves digging in the dirt, pun intended for more than a third time, is most probably a sexual naturalistic learner. The classroom is each other, y'all. The pupils and the other is the professor. (laughs) So... This is what helped me understand that there are sexual learning styles, there's sexual learning modalities that have to be honored. And um, I am the perfect lover because I am a I am good at being a sexual visual learner. I'm good at being a sexual oral learner, A-U-R-A-L. I am good at being a sexual verbal learner. I'm good at being a sexual physical learner. I'm good at being a sexual logical learner. I'm good at being a sexual social learner. I'm good at being a sexual solitary learner. I'm good at being a sexual naturalistic learner. And so those are all my sexual learning styles. So I visual spatial when it comes to sex learning, I excel at it. Oral, auditory, musical learning style concerning sex. I'm good at that. Um, Verbal, linguistic learning style comes to sex. I'm good at that. Um, Physical, kinesthetic learning style comes to sex. I'm good at that. Um, Logical, mathematical learning style comes to sex. I'm good at that. Uh, Social, interpersonal learning style comes to sex. I'm good at that. And uh, solitary and interpersonal Learning style when it comes to sex, I'm good at that. Naturalistic learning style when it comes to sex, I'm good at that. Um, and those things show how to be a sensitive lover. Um, because when people look at learning styles, all those things, that means you'll know exactly how to switch positions physically, verbally. And audibly you'll know how to do sexual positions that are right for each other and what is said and done during the sex will be fully sensitized sex it won't be bullshit sex it'll be sensitive sex not desensitized sex and everything thought, said, felt, and done during the sex will be 
um, humane, it'll be ethical, it'll be uh, considerate, it'll be teamwork, it'll be cooperation, and you'll get all the social cues correctly, they'll get all your social cues correctly, and all these social cues are sexual, I mean, and, um, there won't be any, um, and there won't be any insults when it comes to thoughts and words and deeds and feelings, sexually speaking. There won't be any insults when it comes to each other's bodies and performance either. And I mean these things sexually and physically. Um, you know what? This will be my last sex episode. I'll just put it that way. Because I said so much. And um, I'm just really, really thankful that I said these things. And so, um, that's why it's good to constantly have sex conversations with each other. When it comes to sex, another thing that these motherfuckers do all the goddamn time in the world of mainstream porn is they'll say, ooh, look at that body part. But they don't really touch it. They don't really suck it. They don't really grab it, grasp it, taste it, smell it, feel it, rub it, penetrate it, not much. Or if they do, it's just jackhammering. And I've always found it to be weird. Like, it's like guys talk about sex, like, oh, look at her, look at her. Ooh, squirrel. They have this attitude towards women. But when it comes to the porn sex or even real sex, they don't do that. It's like, well, I got to like it because my homie said I should like it. But those motherfuckers could be lying to you. Or if they like it, it's okay for you to have be your own. It's okay to like what you like sexually. You don't have to go by your homies. Or if y'all agree, it should be genuine, not out of falseness. You know what I'm saying? Out of falsehood. So it's kind of like with sex and body parts. It, you don't have to duplicate your homie's sexual personality. Be your own sexual personality. Make sure your sexual personality is genuine. And make sure the people around you, their sexual personality is genuine too. Your sexual temperament should be genuine. And not, and don't have a disingenuous sexual temperament. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I feel. And so another thing that um, people really get twisted is they feel like each time I have sex, I don't need to learn, grow, and evolve. You do. Whether you're porn performing or not, you absolutely fucking need to. And that's the goddamn truth. Because sexual narcissism should be a hell no. Sexual psychopathy should be a hell no. Sexual selfishness should be a hell no. Sexual insensitivity should be a hell no. Sexual desensitization should be a hell no. Sexual psychopathy should be a hell no. Sexual sociopathy should be a hell no. Sexual psychopathy should be a hell 
No. Sexual arrogance should be a hell no. Sexual compassionlessness should be a hell no. Sexual heartlessness should be a hell no. Sexual cruelty, sexual meanness, sexual evils. All should be hell no's. And I want to say this on record. As I close. When it comes to sex. Ask all these journalistic questions. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. So when something is stated. In the form of a question. Just stated outright. Seek all the sexual clarity you need to. While it's happening. And sometimes people forget, but don't make it a habit. Um, Forget less and less and less when it comes to sex. And if you don't want to do something, just say, I don't want to do it. Don't make yourself do something you really don't want to do when it comes to sex. All when it comes to sex. Everything I'm saying comes to sex. And these are things that people really are not sensitive towards and I've always felt um, heartbroken by these things Um, it's never good how people can treat each other in all these ways That's when it comes to sex, though. A lot of guys, they fuck too hard. No, fuck just... Fuck meeting. Some guys just... <sighs> yeah, you, but you're also fucking too softly. No, don't do that either. And not every woman wants to be called a bitch while she's being fucked. I just have to say that. Some guys just constantly, like, he didn't even ask her. And not every woman likes sexual slang. Some do, some don't. Some like it sexually vulgar, and some don't. It has to be respected. Um, And not every woman wants to hear the word cunt well she's having sex either mainstream porn can be a sexual exaggerator and a flesh exaggerator too and so um, these are things to think about when people have faced sexual traumas sexual abuses, sexual victimizations, and be mindful of the sexual flashbacks. Don't compare partners. Don't compare genital appearances and sizes and lengths and widths. And just don't do any sexual comparisons at all. Don't do any bodily comparison uh, comparisons at all. Don't do sexual performance comparisons at all because it's just 
so sexually disheartening to do that kind of shit. Um, it's ass backwards, no pun intended. So, um, I've really had to, um, recognize that people should be sensitive to the fact that you have to have healthy eroticism, healthy sensuality, healthy sexuality, healthy shape-shifting, um, healthy kinkiness. When I say healthy, I mean that all these things, there are no human rights abuses, no human rights violations, no crimes, no abuse, no victimizations, and no traumas. No betrayals, either, and all age of consent laws are honored. And, um... That's just how I want to be when it's my time to be a lover. Whether it's on screen or off screen. And I learned so much about what I needed to learn in regards to how, you know, good sexual manners and sexual hospitality and being sexually polite, sexually kind, sexually nice. I've also learned that sexual aggression should never result in sexual violence. It's one thing to have rough sex or primal sex is another thing to sexually torment, sexually torture somebody. Those are bad things. There's a difference between BDSM plays and you should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And so that's what I really wanted to mention to you all. It's something that is truly... Um, important to me and um, I just want to say thank you all for allowing me to experience sexual novelty sexual exploration sexual journey sexual adventuring and sexual personal Development, sexual maturation, sexual blossoming, and uh, sexual progression, you know, healthy sexual freedom, you know. So what else did I want to talk about when it comes to sex? I also want to say... how um, fetishes without fetishization are fine. No sexual racism in terms of the unenthusiastic, non-consenting kind. No sexual misogyny. No sexual... um, 
misandry, no sexual LGBTQ plus phobias, meaning don't mistreat people sexually based on race and gen- you know gender identity, sexual orientation, um, and culture. Don't do any of those things. Um, I also want to say that um, when it comes to um, people's sexual lives. It's okay for people to to practice what I call sexual intellectualism. So I've, I call them sexual intellectual virtues. So you need to, so sexual intellectual virtues are what I'm giving you, sexual truth, sexual knowledge, sexual understanding, sexual wisdom. So you need sexual intellectual courage, sexual intellectual carefulness, sexual intellectual tenacity, Sexual intellectual fair-mindedness, sexual intellectual curiosity, sexual intellectual honesty, and sexual intellectual humility, sexual intellectual autonomy, sexual intellectual attentiveness, sexual intellectual perseverance, sex sexual intellectual open-mindedness, sexual intellectual thoroughness, sexual intellectual independence, sexual intellectual grouping, and sexual intellectual group behaving, right? You have to be excellent sexual thinkers. You also need... As a person... But you also must have... You need sexual intellectual empathy, sexual intellectual integrity, sexual intellectual responsibility, sexual intellectual confidence and reason, sexual intellectual love of truth, sexual intellectual imaginativeness, sexual critical thinking, 
in sexual intellectual responsibility, I say again, you have to avoid sexual sexual you have to avoid sexual intellectual dishonesty. So in life you need sexual clarity, sexual accuracy, sexual precision, sexual relevance, sexual depth, D E P T H sexual breadth, B R E A D T H sexual logic, sexual snippet, sexual fairness, all of the wholesome kinds. Those are absolutely fucking needed. Um, And you do need sexual critical thinking virtues. You need traits of the sexually disciplined mind. You also need a sexual intellectual sense of justice. Sexual intellectual independence. You need healthy sexual intellectual conformity. So you need to remove sexual intellectual arrogance, sexual intellectual unfairness, sexual intellectual laziness, sexual intellectual disregard for justice, sexual intellectual distrust of reason, sexual intellectual cowardice, sexual intellectual self-centeredness, and sexual intellectual conformity, and sexual intellectual Hypocrisy, you need to avoid all those lacking of healthy sexual intellectual virtues. And you must have sexual intellectual fair-mindedness. And you really must have sexual intellectual humility and sexual intellectual courage. And I stress those. I really motherfucking do. I'm really thankful that I was able to say these things. It really shows how um, how all these sexual virtues of how one's inner life operates can all be holistic and wholesome and of wholeness. Um... This has been my best sex episode I've ever done and ever will do. So I also figured out that in terms of my porn career, I would definitely utilize all these sexual virtues. And in terms of my um, sex life outside of porn, I'll be definitely using all these sexual virtues. Um... Now you understand why I want to be an intimacy choreographer and intimacy coordinator when it comes to sex, too. And I'll practice those things in my on-screen life, sexually, my off-screen life, sexually. So, 
let's just say that I have healthy dynamics and a healthy I have healthy dynamics with sex, I have a healthy relationship with sex. And I have a healthy attachment to sex and I have a healthy connection to sex. Uh, 